0: Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. Welcome to Robin Pedley today, who's a... Uh the lucky person that's been interviewed on our podcast, This Creative Life, and we're really thrilled to talk to you today, Robin. Particularly exciting because, um can you just shut that door, because I have been lucky enough to come and visit you as much as in your studio space in Terrible on the Central Coast, and it's kind of exciting to come and actually interview someone in person for us, and thank you for having me today. You've got a gallery, a working space, a studio space, a, a place here that you are running workshops. Yes. And um, well done to you because you've moved into this
1: space. When was it last, end of last year? Uh, so we, we have had a gallery at Ryan for three and a half years yep. and we moved in here to Terrigal about six weeks, five weeks ago. Yeah, so we're just just new. We're still finding our, our feet in Terrigal.
0: But we're local, so we wanted to be somewhere closer to home. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. It's a great use of a space, like a multiple kind of yeah. uses, mm-hmm. and that seems to me like actually a pretty wise thing, business wise, because running a gallery um, would be a hard job, I think, alone. If you were just doing a cold call, hard gallery, you know, just the gallery, yeah. a gallery, be pretty pretty tough. Here, I imagine. Yeah, I think, I think you have, have to have your
1: finger in a few pies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, your your studio space
0: here, you're creating your own work, you've got a variety of things going on. Tell, you were talking to me about the classes that you were running from this space here, um, and they sounded fantastic. I love the idea of the glass of wine and the drawing class. Yes.
1: Um, Tuesday night yeah. was a drawing class. Yes. Is that, that's yes. what you're running here? Once a fortnight, and in, on Wednesday mornings. We run the same class, but um, with coffee, so... No wine, uh, just coffee, no, and wine. Uh, right, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they're an opportunity for people to, to learn something about um, the accessibility of drawing as a, as a creative venture and um, learn about the mediums that you can use and I learn about their own creativity. And I do colour workshops as well. Uh, and they're a wonderful opportunity for people to... To explore a little bit of who they are creatively, and uh, yeah, I love to see people make discoveries along the way, and 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 um, find something of, of their uniqueness. And yeah, it's it's quite exciting just to see people flourish in these these creative opportunities. And a lot of people, are, the the drawing workshops are one hour, so that they're accessible for people who are busy. And um, uh, a lot of people think that they've got to have all this. Amount of time to put in their creativity, but I wanted to make it accessible to people. That uh, you can you can do this drawing is you can do that when you're waiting for the kids, at, you know, basketball or something. You can take a sketchbook and draw. Fantastic! It's, it's idea. wonderfully accessible. Yeah, yeah, And so I'm just wanting people to. Um, to enter into that and uh, experience that for themselves.
0: And drawing is uh, an integral part of your work, I know mm. you've said about how you use drawing in the work, is that right, or, or even as a beginning sort of sketches to a bigger painting, you, that's important to you as, as part of your process? Yeah, I,
1: yep. think, I think drawing is important, um, I think it would be to any artist. So I think. Um, to be able to express your ideas and even if it's in the preliminary stages and uh, planning stages uh, and more and more now, uh, there's, there's focus on finished works of, of art as drawings, so I think that's wonderful too. But uh, in the past, drawing was always seen as something that was a preliminary stage as part of the finished work, but um, now, yeah, there's drawing prizes and, and different kind of works on paper prizes that uh, that encouraging people to create finished works of art on paper, and um, I think that's wonderful. Fantastic.
0: So your own work you're showing here at, at the Bobby P. Gallery in Terragore, that's part of what you're showing here. You have a little bit of other artists you that you may show from time to time. And your own work then you've got this really interesting kind of variety, of what I've walked in and seen today, you know, the landscapes which I've known probably more of you, but there's also these really interesting kind of colour field works going on in here as, as well. So tell us about what what you're sort of working through at the moment and and the variety of things that you're sort of exploring
1: yeah well i'm a landscape artist uh, essentially and so everything kind of lends leads back to that um but as a result of finishing my uh, university degree last year i've been exploring colour further and uh and colour interactions and so um so i'm taking that further this year and um abstracting my work and, and removing the figurative out of my work and just looking at colour. And there's a lot of artists who, who spend um, much of their lives discovering what uh, how colours work together. And so um, this body of works is a little bit different to what I've done previously, um, but it's building upon what I've done previously and simplifying line um, and form. And um, it's a little bit geometric, uh, abstract, um, and uh, a lot of colour. But yeah, it's it's looking at um, how to how to make those things work together, and you know, looking at cool's and warm's and muted colours and bright colours, and and how they play off against each other. Yeah.
0: Nice. And mainly acrylic when you're painting. Um,
1: mainly, yes, yes, and, uh, I've used gouache mm-hmm. and watercolor on location at times, um, and the drawing is always in the background. So, yeah, a lot of my works have some amount of drawing in the background, even if it's just a starting point, just to kill the light,
0: so to speak. Yep, OK. And, and so the, the body of work that, that we're seeing here in the studio that you're pulling together at the moment, that's yes. for your upcoming solo exhibition, isn't it? So in Newcastle? Yes. Um, whereabouts is that, Robin Tell us yes. about that.
1: So it's called Interplay, Balancing of Colour. And uh, it's at Watt Space, uh, W A T Space, What Space, um, and it's uh, the Student Gallery of the University of Newcastle. And um, it was an opportunity that came available um, as uh, a past student, really, uh, to exhibit with them. And
0: um, um. So you were you you finished your degree. You finished your degree at uh, Newcastle and Guinea, yes. and that was at the end of last year. And, and as part of that, you then you, how did you approach this gallery? How did that come about that you got to exhibit at the Watts Space Gallery?
1: I'd been so busy through my studies that I had never had the the chance to. Um, well, there was always the opportunity there, but I didn't have the time during my six years of part-time study to do a solo show through them. And I thought, you know what? There's this opportunity available. I'm going to grab that and fantastic and do something crazy. You know, I never, I might never go here again with with all of this you know, geometric abstraction. Yeah. It was just a yeah. crazy opportunity. Let's let's do this. Go yeah. for it. And and I was, you know, you've got to do what you love and what you're interested in. And I love colour. And so I've just taken I've pushed it and I've created a series of works. And um yeah, it's been a wonderful experience. And challenging too because it was nearly I was nearly going to drop it. Like I'd started work on the series and it just wasn't coming together it was and using flat color and um, strong lines wasn't what I was really used to doing mm. and so so I was like re-teaching myself a different way of painting wow. and um, so it's been exciting just to, to do something completely different and, uh, and and have an opportunity to create a body of works. Uh, so I think, you know, when you set yourself a goal, you, you push yourself really yes. hard to, to meet that, that deadline and like you would know with your exhibitions, you know, when you've got a deadline, you, you just are surprised at what you can pull out of yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, to make this work and, um, yeah, I think without deadlines and, and a little bit of pressure we we probably just sit, back and cruise. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it sounds a
0: fascinating show to see. You, I'm really interested in your, your story um, for someone that is, you know, in their 40s, you've raised a family, or oh, you're still raising a family, but the, the, the children are older, um, and it was only now that you went back to do your art degree... So take us back to, you know, sort of, you, you were always creative, and, and how did you, how was it that it ended up, it wasn't until your 40s, that you decided to do that sort of formal education with painting and, and
1: art? It's all, all timing, isn't it, in life, and seasons, and um, I, so I, as you said, I've always been creative, um, and creativity shows up in different ways at different mm-hmm. times in your life, mm-hmm. and um, and as a friend of mine said years, years ago that if you were an accountant and you studied accountancy in your 20s as compared to your 30s or 40s, the result would look pretty much the same. But in creativity, uh, I think it changes in different eras and different seasons of your life and especially with fine art, it's something that's so expressive and, um, and, and changes with who you are and your the changes that you face. And so. Uh, yeah I think it would look different now as it would have if I was in my 20s and I think um, coming from from this perspective uh, I think as a, when you're a little bit older you sort of know more what you want to achieve out of it too I think you're you're more determined I think you know and um, yeah you you know what you want to get out of the degree and so yeah I had things like I wanted to learn how to think like an artist and create a body of works that had continuity and strength, and um, yeah. So there were certain things that I was endeavouring to to gain from the degree. Yeah.
0: yeah. That you that you quite clearly say you wouldn't have had the the maturation in your twenties mm-hmm. to kind of be thinking quite like that. But mm-hmm. then, so you, what did you do that, that you know um, earlier mm-hmm. on in in your adult life that was creative? What yeah. what pathway did you take then? If it wasn't art school, what did you do?
1: Well, there was well. There was um, cooking, it was practical and, right. uh, and necessary. <laughs> and um, I was doing some um, cooking classes for, for people through Tupperware at one stage. Yeah, that was, yeah. you know, it was an income generating uh, opportunity as well. And so it's creativity, creative mm-hmm. and, um, and sewing. Um, and a bit of interior design, you know, things that need to be done around the place, and you always just add your own creative flair to those things. Um else was there's something else. Oh, and I worked part time in a gallery, uh, a couple of galleries over more well, an eight year period, which 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 was also great, and and it fueled my um, my um, artistry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. not that I painted while I was there, but. Um, uh, it, it it was just a really fantastic environment to to be around beautiful artworks.
0: Mm. And you, you had a, a spell in the fashion industry, or you were interested in, in that? That was another, am I right thinking that yeah. was a creative kind of yeah. outlet for you
1: too? You, yeah, were, so that's that's when I first left um, high school I entered into uh, the world of fashion and then the industry changed hugely. Um, so. So uh, there's not that many jobs in that area anymore. They're all sort of offshore and, uh, mm. uh, yeah, it's more limited.
0: Mm-hmm. So you found your way back after kids and mm. all of those sort of yeah. things, the, the creative juices were still sort of flowing in you. And what made you decide, though, to go back then and formally study a degree in art?
1: Well, there was a couple of friends who were mature-age students at uni and, they thought if they could do yeah. it, I could do it. Right. I think it, um yeah. Oh, it was pretty daunting at first, uh, and you know, one or two of them um, held my hand to work out how to use the technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sound really old now, don't I? <laughs> but you know, the uni system and, and all of that. Yeah, everything's so uh, technical. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, I had some great support, and my family was so supportive too. So yeah, as I said before, it's all timing. And um, my voice being a little bit older and my husband was saying, yep, yeah, go and do it. Yeah, being really supportive makes such a difference. Huge difference.
0: And then you took your time, didn't you? You didn't go into this full time and, and, and just go flat out. You, you really sounded like, to me, it was like, going back to the, the cooking analogy in a way, like it was a recipe that, that was, was going to be a slow cook mm, yeah. for you. And yeah. so it took you six years part time mm. instead of three years full time? Yeah, Yeah,
1: so I wanted to to gain as much as I could out of it and I think Creativity takes time. Yeah, ideas take time to develop. Mm. They don't just happen. Although under pressure, it's amazing what you can come up with as well. But to to see something come to maturity, like you know, a good wine or good cheese or or the slow cooked dinner, oh, it mm. takes time too to, to yeah. get the flavour out of it. Exactly. Yes, and that's it. Okay, so
0: you really took your time, and I love that because um, I think sometimes we expect things of ourselves. Um, which is a little bit unrealistic, you know, but to, to pull things out really quickly. Um, and I'm talking about pulling out paintings, for instance, really quickly.
1: So it was important to take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and actually, it's funny how we think we we need to achieve everything by the age of 25. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There is life after 25. (laughs) And then we can be a little disappointed when we didn't achieve everything we thought we would achieve by 25. Mm. And actually, there's a whole of your life to discover these things and like a slow-cooked meal. Mm. Flavour comes out Mm.
0: over time. Mm. Fantastic you matured as an artist, you, you had the space and the support to, to kind of pursue that and it, it feels like you've, well here we are on the other side of your degree, you've, you've finished which is a real achievement I think, so you know, congratulations you. for that um, and tell us a little bit about then what you learnt from the degree that now is in your practice in terms of how you actually go about your art making. Mm. Discipline,
1: yes, uh, working hard, um, and uh, there was stories that I heard of, of people who did the degree and then never painted afterwards or never created yeah. anything afterwards. I think that's oh. such a waste. Like, yeah. here's this golden opportunity to to he- head in an artistic direction. You've got to be purposeful about this. It's, there's nothing random to it. You've, you've got to plan and prepare and, and work hard and... Um, there's none of this waiting around to be discovered <laughs> go out and make it happen maybe that's what happens when you're a bit older you realise that nobody else is going to make it happen for you you've got to actually put a whole lot of hard yards in yourself mm. and um, uh, so, so what was the question so,
0: so what we were talking about just what you learned, what, what actually sort of um, distilled through from the experience of, of going back to, to uni and doing the art degree and then now what you notice about your practice, you're more disciplined, you're perhaps more focused, yes. you know how to pull a body of work together to follow a, a thought or a, a line of idea through. Yeah. On a practical level, Robin, what does that mean you do now in your day in the studio?
1: The, um, one of the things for every creative subject that you um, partake of is you have a, a creative journal. Yep. And it shows your process. Nice. And so, um, uh, And there's a couple of reasons that that's important. There's one, so you can show that there is, well, a history to your work. Um, One student said to me, one of the reasons why it's important is so you can show that your ideas came from somewhere. You weren't just plucking them out of, you know, or copying someone else even, right? No, there there is a history to your work. And um, it's also uh, a wonderful place that you can go to put down ideas. You mightn't have time to pursue them right then and there, but you can put down ideas. So, because you... You know, you think you'll remember something, but if you don't put it down on paper then it can just fly away. And, yeah. And um so it might be colours and, and design ideas and and it, drawings and um and writing too. Like I love um writing to be part of what I do too, you know, your thoughts at the time and um and why you were thinking that way and um so it's part of your journey, so it's it's the written word as well as uh, the visual, and um, and you can go back to that in time to come when you might be hitting a brick wall with your creativity and pursue those things further. So yeah, it's it's a great place to put down your ideas. You've got a, got them as a reference for future. And there's nothing like you know the handwritten, the hand drawn. That, you know, those ideas that are
0: such a raw expression of you as an artist. They just sound delicious. So it's like, I just want to have a look now. What you, what you, what have you got in those little diaries? Because it sounds so beautiful. Um, it's a great reminder, yeah. I think it's a great point about the, the written word as well as um, helping us tap back into that creative space sometimes for me I know it's music that I might put on in the studio yeah, yeah. to sort of generate that creative space how do you start your day when you enter the studio how do you have a regular thing you do to start yes, I just would it be going back to those
1: journals to look through for instance sometimes it's not really no, not I'm a creative person I know I think I'm quite irregular <laughs> yeah quite irregular with being regular okay yeah that's fair
0: yeah, but,
1: I'm always prayerful, like, that's, yeah, that's nice. something that's part of who I am, that I am prayerful and sometimes I'll just be humming to myself and mm-hmm. praying and I love to read the Psalms, actually, if I'm, mm. if I'm having a bad day, the Psalms is a really great place to go to. And there's so much ah, nitty gritty stuff of life that you find in those 150, 151 chapters um, that were written, you know, in ancient times, but they are still so relevant to today. It's amazing, and uh, and I will draw upon those at different times. And um, there's poems, and there's there's melodrama, and there's there's all sorts of things that are happening in there. And does that does that connect you to
0: life? Mm, absolutely. And then does that connect you to your creativity?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, And, you know, sometimes I'm singing and sometimes I'll put on music, you know, to get started in the day. Sometimes I'll just tidy up the studio. Not very often, but sometimes. (laughs) Pretty damn tidy compared to my (laughs) space. Um, Yeah, the habits. I don't know. Like, actually, walking into Terrible, because um, we park the car over at the Haven and, you know, you've got to walk into Terrible because car parking is a bit of an issue at the moment. And I'm like, just just enjoying the surroundings you know it's this lovely walk into terrible and you know having having a thankful heart you know that we live in such a beautiful place and that that i'm still breathing today you know i've got life and wow, it's nice. you know to have it have a thankful heart and um, yeah i think keeping things simple and i think um i think that's a key as well just simplifying life not overcomplicating things um yeah Fantastic. What a beautiful
0: thought to, to bring into this, you know, to share with us, I think, that, that whole idea. I mean, the word that keeps coming to my mind is not only joy, but but gratitude. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've sort of, I think that's what you're describing, just, just a reminder of, of, of gratitude and, and beginning a day like that can be just, mm-hmm. you know, just so important, kind of, I think, mm-hmm. to, to remember rather than kind of getting dug yeah, into the intense, resentment or yeah, the yeah. busyness or the yeah. you know stress of, of and that can happen so quickly and so yeah. easily
1: i think i think creativity and it's it's like uh, you
0: almost like have to let it go to receive it back it's yes
1: if you try and squeeze that thing you squeeze the life out of it you know you strangle it yeah wow. you do actually have to hold on to it lightly it's kind of like got to. Bounce in your hand. I did singing lessons some years ago, and, and um, they talked about you know just allowing your your voice to sort of be light and uh, not trying to force it out. And I think creativity is a lot like that. That you you actually need to uh, have a sense of uh, freedom and joy. Well, thankfulness to me, that's that's what works for me. Is is that's how it flows out. And I think. People pick up on where you're coming from through yeah. their artwork. I have a saying, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the art speaks. You know, it is it's flying out of you. It is it's something that is fairly raw. It's like, you know, when somebody sings a cappella, you know, without musical accompaniment and you can really tell where they're at. Like for instance when my husband was younger and he was a trumpet player and your breath is in that instrument. And he, he said his parents could tell when he was down or up. Um, because I could hear it in wow. his in his yeah. breath. Like it's it's very raw.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Julia Cameron in the Art Way Sway talks about not it's not we're not dragging something mm. up, but we're actually letting something come down. Mm. Yeah. 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 And and letting it enter which is similar to what you're saying, mm. almost kind of downloading it or, mm. or allowing it to, to you know, to be the vessel for it to, to, to come through. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. About your process that, that you you know you think might be helpful to share or interesting for us to hear, or because I mean I think it's always fascinating to to talk to artists about process. Yeah,
1: just probably Please, just um, be
0: professional. Yeah. Okay, so so a helpful tip yeah. in terms of getting on with a, a building a good career as an artist to yeah. to be professional in approaching others or what you do or how you, you know, present your yeah. work,
1: all those things? Well, I think part of that is actually treating people how you would like to be treated, whether that be, you you're looking for, um, representation or whether you are dealing with a prospective buyer or collector, mm-hmm. um, I think treat people how you'd like to be treated, um, being professional in how you present yourself, um, and hey, you present your artwork being willing to invest in it financially and time-wise and um, you know, there's a lot of time and effort that goes mm-hmm. into being an artist that a lot of people probably won't ever realize mm-hmm. you know the years and, and the time that's gone into this it's, it's a big investment and uh, uh, the creative areas are like that and um, you know do you ever get that back well <laughs> maybe maybe not you know <laughs> like but you do it because you're passionate about it. But a labourer is worth his wage, as the proverb goes. And so don't undersell yourself. You know, um, you are worth what you're worth. And um, and I think often artists uh, undersell their work. And so people think, oh, artwork isn't worth much. You know, I shouldn't you know pay much for it. But the problem is that artists... Uh, don't value their own work, so well, why should anybody else value it? So, you've got to value your own artwork. I don't mean overvaluing it, but it is important that you have a, a realistic estimation of uh, yourself and where you're at in your career and, um, and uh, where your artwork sits, you know, in, in, for want of a better word, the marketplace. And yeah, a a realistic estimation is is important that you're not overvaluing yourself, but you're not undervaluing yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something. Sometimes you have to really, I think, ask others for advice on sometimes if you don't know where you sit in the marketplace. If you're an emerging artist, and you know you're not familiar with selling work or or exhibiting work, then um, I don't know about you, but I know for myself, having mentors that are somewhat down the track from me and being able to. Share, ask, you know, get get feedback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have mentors like that in your life?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah we've had, had various people over the years who um who have encouraged us. Um, because well, Darren and I. My husband and I are in this together, so, yeah, we work on this together. So when I say us, us, it's, you know, it's both of us. It's a team. Yeah, it's a team. (laughs) Go (laughs) team-friendly. Yeah, and people who have believed in my work and and given me opportunities to to exhibit with them and, um, yeah, so definitely, yeah. Mm. And I'm always asking questions of of these people and and valuing their feedback and, um, yeah, yeah. Do
0: you do a lot of workshops, as in you participate in workshops or classes or
1: anything these days? Oh, I've only just finished uni. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, so I will be, yes, definitely over the years, yes, I will be doing things like that. Um, I feel like I'm still drawing upon... All that, those resources. That, that's six years. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and the expense of it too. Yeah, yeah Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a big investment. So, um, yeah, you just need to make sure you... You know, whenever, whenever you do a workshop um, or a course or something, I think it's really important that you maximise the use of that. I think, I think sometimes people go to these things with a very passive um, perspective and they... They think that somebody else is going to make it happen for them. Yeah. But I think you have to go with an attitude that you're going to learn as much as you can and then you're going to put it into practice. Yeah. Because unless you put it into practice, it's only oh, action steps away. Yeah. yeah. And as the saying goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, you know, you've got to take those things that you've learned and go home that next week or that day even and, and start trying out some of those things. Even if it's just one thing that you put into practice that week and make it a habit, you know, make it, put it into your artistic practice Yeah, and yeah, make use of it.
0: You, you use the word investment and I think that's um, something that, that artists need to get their head around, yes. that you, you do really have to invest deeply To become a great artist or even just a damn good artist, you really have to invest, don't you? And you look at all the really top successful artists, they are investing. And I don't just Mm -hmm. mean Mm -hmm. money here, I'm talking time and energy, commitment. And, you know, we mentioned before the difference between the hobby artist and the professional. You know, the hobby is the enjoyment and Mm. fabulous. There's room for that. Good fun, there's room for that. The professional is the one with the hunger and the passion, and perhaps the one that's willing to really invest deeply in in what it takes to become an artist. You sound like you've worked that out, Robin. Mm. You know, you know that this takes investment, and you're in there for the long haul. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's a um, really great illustration that uh, stuck with me about. Um, a gardener, and uh, you know you can grow a few vegetables in your, your own garden, and you can enjoy them yourself, and you can give them away to a few friends and family, and and um, but if you want to take it to the next level, and you might even do it a little roadside stall. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but if you want to take your your garden, your vegetable patch to the next level, there's a huge investment that goes into um, a market garden. Yeah, and you know, if you're wanting to go professional with something, there's always going to be a big investment, and you know, as as the saying goes, you know, I gave my life to play like that with, in response to somebody saying, oh, I'd love to play uh, the violin like that, right? You know, and, and the, the 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 violinist who who uh, was playing all over the world for the concert. Violinist said, "Well, yeah, you know, I gave my life to play like that. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's a lifelong pursuit, really. It's not just I, I don't think it's something you can just take up and drop. it, you know, when it's convenient and not convenient, it, it becomes your your life. And um, yeah, with with anything creative, I think it is it's a huge investment. You know, whether that if you're a dancer or a story writer, you know, um, a songwriter." A musician, You know, if you're wanting to go professional, there's going to be a big investment. Yeah. Big investment. Sometimes sometimes it's not paying. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you just have to live really simply <laughs> and, and get by. But, um, you know, payday will come. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, I think that's so true because
0: many of the great artists, at least many of the great Australian artists that, that I'm more familiar with, are really hitting their straps in their 60s, mm, yeah. 70s, and, and 80s, time, right? Yes. Yeah, it, it takes yeah. years, doesn't yeah. it, to, to, mature, oh, yeah. to mature that language mm. as an artist because what is your language? You know, you need to kind of digest a history of art mm. in a sense. That's another investment, isn't it, yes. in, in terms of learning and research yeah. and uh, education. Mm. Yeah, art
1: history is an cool. important part of it, I think. Yeah. Oh, um, it's important to know what has gone before I do believe that I think okay. uh, yeah. okay. it's it's important to know what other artists have done or are doing uh, so that, and you know and you can draw from from those and be inspired by those and then find your own angle and your own bent on um, something like well, what I'm doing with Interplay with Geometric Abstraction and I've been pursuing um, you know a different angle with, with this work than what other people have done and and um, yeah, it, it, it's a big investment in, in, in research as well, and mm-hmm. people don't often think about the research that goes into perhaps a solo exhibition or a series of works, but there, there is a, an investment of time into the research and um, working out which direction you want to take this in, Yeah, and that, and that can happen over the course of, you know, as you're working on the work, or it might be something that you put time into before you even start.
0: But yeah, the mm.
1: time goes into that side mm. of things too. Mm. The colours you're gonna use. Why are you gonna use those colours? Like there's these question marks to everything, you know, why are you using those mediums? Why those colours that you know, that size, you know, why you know, why, why, why? Okay.
0: <laughs> do you do you write about that? You know, they're great questions and they're questions that you might address I suppose in an artist's statement or bio or something, but as you're going do you write those things
1: down? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're in your head. Like, you know, I I write about a lot of these things and you know my artistic journals I'm tossing around ideas and and you know for instance if you know the orientation of, of the place that you're going to be exhibiting in well you might be actually making sure that your works work in that space too specifically so um, you know, you're taking that into account as well. Mm-hmm. even though that might be the only time that they're ever seen together as a body of works but um, yeah you taking it into account because because there is strength in the story, in the series you know when you present it as a series um, there's, there's strength in that um, and then people will take away works that they love and you know acquire them um, and yeah and that's different again and they've mm-hmm. taken them into their own home and into their own collection and and enjoying it in a different way, but, you know, when you see the whole body of works together, it's it's quite an exciting thing, you know, for an artist to present this work that they've spent so much time and effort developing, mm. this body of works, and, but it's exciting for the viewers too, I think it's like a gift that you're offering people, like, um, you know, like when somebody writes a song, it's it's like a gift that you're offering people to enjoy and to partake of, mm. yeah.
0: Mm. Beautiful, I love that idea of a gift, and um, yeah, that's a fantastic way of thinking about it, the generosity yes. mm, yeah, of, of yeah. what you've kind of pulled together and been willing to share. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Yeah. yeah it's a scary yeah. thing too. I, yeah. I, I think most us would relate to some element of fear mm-hmm. about doing that and making that public yeah. and sort of standing by it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you never never know how people respond to it. No, you don't. Yeah. No, yeah. you yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah. But that's part of the excitement. Like, if you could... Have it all, all worked out, well, maybe it wouldn't be as exciting
0: as... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's true. and Yeah, we take risks as artists all yeah. the time, don't we? We yeah. take risks to do things that might look different or unusual or may or may not come off, may yeah. or may not be yes. accepted, may or may not sell. Yeah,
1: that's the adventure.
0: Could be criticised. Yeah, yeah that, that's the risks yeah. I think that we take, isn't Otherwise, it?
1: Otherwise, you're a marketing guru, you know, or yeah, right. you're creating a product, you know, Yeah. You know, that's a totally different thing. Totally different okay. thing, yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, choosing certain things because they know that they work. <laughs> right. But, um, it's not necessarily like that as an artist. You, you don't know these things will work or not work or whether people respond or how they'll respond. And, but it is such a joy when people yeah. connect with you through your artwork. And
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. You've got this great opportunity, I suppose, running your own gallery where you are selling your own work and you get to meet the people that come into the gallery, talk to them about your process, what the work means, what it's called, all of those things. You kind of get this unique opportunity mm, yes. perhaps to, to do that sort of direct thing. Yeah, That must be really lovely to have have that connection too. So it's not like you're just exhibiting in the gallery and the gallery handle that. Handle that. You, you've got this lovely extra layer, if you yeah, like, to build connection. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love meeting people and talking to them about the work, and, and I'd, I'd say to any artist, make the most of opportunities to to exhibit in lots of different spaces and places, and if you get the opportunity to gallery sit, that is a joy, it's a privilege to be able to meet the people who may acquire your work, or even just enjoy your work, and um, and to be able to talk to people about the process and where the ideas came from. and. Um, it's, it's really lovely when, when you encounter people who enjoy what you do and mm-hmm. whatever creative area that
0: is. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree that, that it's all about that connecting, mm-hmm. building, and, and so much of making all of this work is your networking. Mm-hmm. Um, and artists may not use that word necessarily, but that's what you've got to do. You know, when you turn up to other openings, you know, other mm-hmm. artists or you visit galleries, it's all often networking opportunities, isn't it? Yeah. And networking yeah. is just connection. Yeah. Just meeting people. Meeting people talking about art. Being interested in what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Learning from that, observing that, hearing about opportunities. I mean, I think you just build, 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 the more you can make that happen. I love that idea of, you know, allow yourself to have art in different places through different experiences and, Mm. and... you know, kind of get some momentum from that. Yeah, I think it's really absolutely. important. Do you just on that, Robin? Do you get out to many galleries yourself to, to look at other artists? I mean, you, you sound like you're pretty tied up between your own gallery and, and your own work and your
1: workshops. Do you have time to get out to oh, other galleries? I do love it when I do. <laughs> right, <laughs> I do love it, and I do try uh, to go to Sydney and to Newcastle and visit exhibitions and, and go to um, other. Um, artists uh, exhibition openings um, but life is very busy yeah <laughs> of course um, so uh, you're just trying to find a car park down in Sydney for instance <laughs> that's half <the> day. <laughs> that's a day that's very stressful in itself so. <laughs> <laughs> let alone a terrible car park yes but um, yeah I do try and get out and see see other exhibitions but I don't do it as much as I would like um, because so much time and effort goes into running a business um yeah, with a gallery and a studio and um, and family. Yeah, yeah and so yeah, not as much as I would like.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone <laughs> could probably say they get there. as much as they, they would like. I yeah. certainly would like more too. Oh, and East
1: Gosford to Gallery too, I try and get along there. The as local richness. Yeah. yeah, as much as I can. Yep. Yeah, especially yeah. when you hear about an exhibition that somebody is, has said, oh, I really love this. Exhibition and like, oh, I must get down there while it's still on, and because they come and they go, <laughs> so yeah. you don't get there. So yeah, there's there's certain artists that I love to go and see, you know, what they're doing and um, and support them, and there's a connection there with the artist, and yeah, so so I definitely try and try and do that. Yeah, 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 fantastic. It's often a great way, I think, to uh, feed ourselves,
0: yeah, nurture ourselves, our juices, our own that. juices, mm-hmm. and we all need that yes. from time to time. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to come visit you in your working space Thank today you. in Terrible. I've really enjoyed it, and it's there's, it's such a always such a pleasure to, to and privilege to sit in someone else's studio space. It's a hell of a lot tidier than my own, yes. so that's, that's a joy in itself. Your walls and floors are just, like, scarily clean. Well, it's still fairly new. <laughs> yeah. okay. Fair enough. i come you back at a new time. <laughs> But it has been a, a delight, Robin. Um, we wish you all the very best, not only with your upcoming solo up in Newcastle at Watt Space Gallery, thank you, thank you. all the best for the Bobby P Gallery here in terrigal yes. If people want to come and visit the gallery or look maybe just online about you know you, your work, because um, it's beautiful work, um, and I recommend people do
1: check you out. What's the website address? Yes. Is that the best way they can come and see? Uh, yeah. Well, you can visit us at um, Level One Seven Hudson Lane in Terrible. Cool. Um You can go online to our website bobbypGallery.com. Um We're also on Facebook and Instagram. So Bobby P Gallery on um, Instagram and Facebook, and Robin Feadley Artist uh, on Instagram. Fantastic, and we'll put we'll put those links in the show notes.
0: Yeah. On the podcast awesome. yeah. for people and. Wow. Um, yeah, look, we wish you all the very best. Thank you very much again for being so generous in in your time, in sharing all your tips, your thoughts, your experience, and your story. I think it's really inspirational and um, always a joy to kind of connect in with other artists. And uh, we particularly thank you for that today, Robin. Well,
1: thank you for visiting, Felicity. It's That's a delight.
0: My pleasure. So, if you get a chance, folks, to connect with Robin, either online, come and visit her in Terrigal, Come and see her work in Newcastle. I would recommend you you do yeah. that and for me the biggest dilemma now is going to be the toss-up for the glass of wine on the tuesday night classes <laughs> here or the coffee on the wednesday morning class so i'm really going to have to think about that yeah. one
1: yeah, and <laughs> I you can, can, you can book, book online for those book online okay okay,
0: okay. Yes. fantastic yes. thanks again Rob robin pedley for being on That's this creative great. life thanks for listening Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people but have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.